Hello, hello, BW Sports fam. How's it going? Happy Tuesday. I'm super excited to be here with you. It is February 1st, 2022. What an amazing date. Lucky ones and twos for me. So today is an amazing day. Make it an amazing day. Okay, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the magic of visualization. There are many professional athletes that use visualization in order to enhance their performance in whatever sport they are rocking. Visualization is huge. And I want to tell you kind of the science behind it before I go into the actual practice of it. So I want to show you something. Hold on. So for those of you who are watching on video, you can see this is a diagram of the brain. There is a system in the brain called the reticular activating system. Oh, shoot. The reticular activating system. And why am I showing this to you? First of all, I need to use my right hand because I'm right-handed. I'm showing this to you because there is a scientific reason why Visualization works in enhancing your performance in any, anything, business, your love life, anything. This system sits, see your brainstem here? It sits right at the top of your brainstem. There's a little dot there. And so what I want to point out to you, and for those who are just listening, visualize the brain, the brainstem, really right in the center of the brain, right at the top of the brainstem, there is a spot that filters and regulates what is going to be allowed into your brain for processing and what is going to be filtered out. And so you can see you've got all kinds of ways for a sensory information to come into your body. All of your senses, right? Your ears, your eyes, even your spinal column, right, is sending you information about what is going on in your body in order to keep you safe. And so what happens with the reticular activating system is it is constantly filtering out that which is not on your current level, emotional state, energetic vibration. And so what does that mean? That means that as we're walking through life, we're getting what we're looking for. You get exactly what you look for. Because your brain is getting millions and millions of signals every second, your brain cannot possibly possibly process all of that information. So it something has got to be filtered out. And so how does the brain figure out what the hell to filter out? It figures out any, it filters out anything that you're not looking for. So I want you to think about. Let's say you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe and it pisses you off. Have you ever noticed that it can put you into a spiral? And I've talked about this before. You can go into this spiral of like spilling shit, tripping over stuff, (laughs) getting into fender benders. And it's like, damn, 
Today, I need a reset button. And it's for real. You literally sometimes need a reset button because when you get on that, um, that spiral of seeing the negative, your brain is literally filtering out everything that's not in that current emotional state. So you do need a reset button. We all need one and we have one and it's called mindfulness and breathing and meditation. That is our literal reset button so that you can raise your vibration and start looking for good things. And then let's talk about the opposite. What about those days when you wake up in the morning and you are floating on a cloud? You had awesome dreams. You got up in the morning and there was a, you got a, a great text message. Some sort of surprise was delivered to you. And this snowballs throughout the day because your brain is focused on the good stuff. Your brain is allowing the signals that are in a positive, high vibration, happy, emotional state. You're letting all that in. All that in. So what happens um, if we want to talk about the woo-woo, which is the law of attraction, is that there is a wonderful, wonderful motivational speaker, a channel. She's amazing. Abraham Hicks is her name. Her name is actually Esther Hicks, and she channels an energy called Abraham. I'm getting woo-woo on you. Hang in with me. And what she talks about is that with the law of attraction, which means that you get what you look for, it's the reticular activating system in science, that there's something about 17 seconds that when you start focusing on something and you focus on it for 17 seconds, it compounds. And you get more and more of the same being delivered to you. And the longer you focus on either the positive or the negative, the more that is delivered to you. So law of attraction, reticular activating system. It's all science. It's all science. And that's what I love about quantum physics and neuroscience is that all of this mystical metaphysical stuff that we're learning, it's not just made up crap. Like it's real. It's real and it's proven by our human body. You know, source, spirit, God is so amazing. We are physically in alignment with the energetic principles of the universe. So it can all be proven, but you have to be open to it because this is relatively new science. But if you look for it, there are lots of research studies out there that, that will show it to you and prove it to you. Okay, so what the fuck does this have to do with sports? Well, what this has to do with sports is many things, but we're just talking about visualization today. Visualization and why does it work? So I'll tell you an important fact about your body, about your brain. Your brain is very objective. What does that mean? Not a whole lot of wiggle room with your brain. It's like black or white, black or white when it comes to receiving signals. Did you know that your brain does not know the difference between a thought and physical reality. I'm going to say that again. Did you know that your brain does not know the difference between a thought and physical reality? Why? Do you know why? The reason is because what happens how, how your brain picks up the signals 
it's very chemical. Your brain is very chemically based. And so what happens when we're thinking about something or when we're actually experiencing something, the same chemicals are being released in our brain, which is creating that reality in our brain and our body. And so the more we think about or the more, let's say, the more we replay negative scenarios in our life, which is what a lot of people tend to do because we want to keep ourselves safe. We prepare for the worst. The more we do that, the stronger the neural connections in our brain become that fire and wire in that same way. And so if you're thinking about a negative situation in the past over and over again, you are strengthening the neural connections that process negativity. Isn't that crazy? And you're recreating the same events over and over and over again, not only in your body, but in your energetic field. And you magnetize that which you are. And you become your past. Now, that's the negative side of visualization. If we use visualization to our benefit, then we are visualizing our future, a positive future. What do we want to create for ourselves? How do we want to uplift and up-level our lives? How do we want to win the championship? And so when you are visualizing a win, visualizing a positive event, you are calling it into your life. And so how is this scientific? Not only are you calling it in energetically, because in the quantum field, and this is science, you're calling together the electrons to create that actual experience for you, but you're also using the reticular activating system in your brain to your benefit. Because what happens, let's say for instance, with a, um, a fight, you've got a fighter who is playing over and over in his mind, the win. How is he going to win? He's creating the scenario in his brain and he's playing it over and over again. So he's strengthening the neural connections that are going to help create that situation. How? Because your reticular activating system is going to filter out that which is not serving you. And so if you're thinking about the win and you're strategizing the win in your mind, when you go into the rink, it's called a rink, right? <laughs> When you go in there to have that fight, your brain is looking for that strategy. Your brain is filtering out the default because you have focused on the win so often. You have strengthened those neural connections in your brain to help you get the win. And so let's talk about it in terms of football. Football plays, right? Play strategy. Let's say you're the quarterback. Who am I going to throw it to? When am I going to throw it to them? And you may not be creating the exact scenario in your brain, but you're creating something that is very similar. And so when you get onto the field, your brain is actively looking for the ways to succeed with that strategy, as opposed to the ways that you're going to fuck up. And so this is why when my kids come off of the ice or out of the rink on a horse show or whatever, when they come off, when they come out of that sport, of that interaction, of that game, of that match, whatever, the first thing we talk about is what went right. 
because there's plenty of time to talk about what went wrong. And Lord knows in life in general, we spend plenty of time talking about what went right. The first thing you do is you activate the reticular activating system when they walk off of that game, walk out of that game, out of that match, and you say what went right. Boom. And if they had a rough time, you're refocusing their energy, you're lifting their spirits, and you're going to what went right, which is going to strengthen the neural connections in their brain so that the next time they're looking for the right move and not remembering how they messed up. This is science. Our brains are neuroplastic, always changing, always rewiring, always molding, always refreshing. The older you get, the less neuroplastic your brain becomes, but there's still a lot of change that's that's available, a lot of change. And that's a, change, a shift in science as well. We used to believe you get to a certain age and you're fucked. <laughs> there's no more change, but that's not true. Your brain is always neuroplastic until the day you die. You can always rewire your brain no matter how old you are, but kids are super, super pliable. And that's why it's so important to be so mindful of the way that we're interacting with our kids around school, around sports, around everything. But sports can be such a foundational, fundamental way for us to support our kids in their self-esteem, in their personal growth, and just in their ability in general. And so it's so, so important that we're intentional about the way we're interacting with them about sports. So important. And it's really interesting, too, when you think about the collective energy. Have you ever thought about the collective energy that is present at a sporting event? Have you ever thought about how the crowd shifts the outcome for the players? Because we have players who are super well-trained in the mindfulness, in mindfulness, right? But then we have other players are, who are very emotional and very controlled by their external environment, which really is probably most of the population. I know there's a lot more work being done with athletes and mindfulness, which is huge and absolutely amazing. But think about it. When a sports team, so let's use basketball for an example. When you're you know, in, in the facility and, you know, things start going wrong for your team. What happens? It depends on the place, right? We have some fair, we have fair weather fans and then we have super diehard fans, depending on like who the team is, right? Where they are. But it is amazing if we could just take an energetic picture, which someday will happen of the literal energies that we can't see playing out in that space and how it it actually shifts the outcome of the game. Because boy, you can get in that spiral. You can get in that downward spiral where, where someone makes a mistake and then all faith is lost. And then people start leaving early and then, oh, then the energy's totally screwed, right? Um, and then two, as the audience, not only as a player, but as the audience, this system in your brain, the RAS for short, R-A-S, 
when you're watching the game, are you looking for what's going right or are you looking for what's going wrong? It has a lot to do with the momentum of the game, right? And so I would encourage you, and again, this is never a judgment. This is just bringing awareness to it. And I can always use work as a parent, right? So I'm always speaking to myself. But what are you saying to your kids when they don't get the win and they approach you? What's your first reaction? I have a feeling most of us are pretty positive because usually when your kid comes off with a loss, they walk out, maybe their head is down, they're kind of disappointed. And your goal is really to shift that energy because there's always a win, right? Even if it's not the score, there's always a win. There's always a lesson. There's always a learning experience. And so for me, I always say, what went right? That's my first focus. What went right? Tell me three things that went right out there. How did you do well? How did your team do well? And it's amazing how it shifts their whole demeanor. Their entire energy field is shifted by that one question. And sometimes I have to really leech it out of them, right? I got to push them sometimes because they really want to sit in the disappointment. Shifts immediately. And if we could just see how we're shifting the future in doing that, it's amazing. And we're actually even shifting the genetic structure of our bodies when we're focusing on the positive. This is the study of epigenetics. This is another scientific field. You know, in the past, they used to fully believe that you were, you were damned by your genes, right? That if you have a huge history in your family of heart attack, that no matter what you do, you're going to have a heart attack because it's in your genes. Well, that is true, but we now know that your genes can be manipulated by your environment. And so it has even more to do with your internal environment than your external environment. I'm not just talking about your diet. I'm talking about your energetic focus. Are you a positive person for the most part or are you a negative person for the most part? Are you stressed out all the time? Do you find ways to cope with your stress? Because we live in a stressful world. Every time you shift your energy, you shift your mood with intention, you're changing your genetic code. That's powerful. It's science. It's epigenetics. I'm not making this shit up, I swear. Every time your kid comes out of an event and you refocus them, you're changing their body at a core cellular level, at the deepest level, the most microscopic level. Everything we be, do, and say matters. Everything. And you matter. There's no one like you. There's no one like me. And if there's anything that you see in my message or in me that you think is cool, you only see it because it's in you. RAS, reticular activating system. Look it up. It's super cool. If you see it in me, it's because you're looking for it. If you see it in me, it's because it's in you. 
So if you have a message to share with the world, don't wait. Now is the time. You may think that Bob, Joe, and Jan are doing the same damn thing. So why should you? But that's not true because you have a unique frequency and a unique flavor to bring to it. And your people aren't looking for them. They're looking for you. So keep showing up. Focus on your vibration. Be intentional. Share your message. And blow up. I like it. All right. Okay. Have an absolutely phenomenal Tuesday. Thank you for sharing space and time with me. I love you so much. You are unique. You're amazing. There's no one like you. So keep showing up and share your message with the world. I love you. Have an amazing, amazing day and an amazing week and an amazing February. Bye-bye.